Greetings and salutations, everybody. Welcome to day five of the CPNT show, Black Music Month 30 series. I am, of course, your host, Chris Stevens, here on the Chris Pods and Things podcast. First four albums, we got into some real good stuff with Herbie Hancock, Big Crit, Anita Baker, and Heatwave. Going to get into another great band in the 1970s, probably. Strong, it's a very strong case they have for one of the greatest bands ever. Actually, they are one of the greatest bands ever. Probably a strong case for the greatest band ever. Talking about Earth, Wind, and Fire. And going to talk about an album today that I feel kind of falls into the underrated range when we talk about their catalog. It's hard to underrate a band like Earth, Wind & Fire who just had an incredible run of success throughout the entire 70s and the 80s. But I feel like this album kind of falls under the radar a little bit. So let's get into it. We're going to talk about Open Our Eyes today. Open Our Eyes was recorded in August of 1973 at Caribou Ranch Studios in Nederland, Colorado. Of course, it was produced by the founder, the heartbeat of Earth, Wind & Fire, the late great Maurice White and Joe Wissert. Shout out to Philly. And this was off the heels of Head to the Sky, which was their R&B critical commercial outbreak album. And that song propelled them into the stratosphere in the summer of 1973. So what do you do back in those days? You hop right back into the studio and you record another album. But Open Our Eyes was not rushed by any stretch of the imagination. There's a lot on the album that you can enjoy from a dance standpoint, from an introspective standpoint, or just overall silliness. Like, who would have thought Earth, Wind & Fire would have a silly track on the album? But Teen 90 Bit is probably one of the goofiest songs of the 1970s. It almost sounds like a Richard Pryor wino junkie skit. That's probably what it's about. Some people will listen to that song and think it's about a woman. Sounds like it's about drugs. Could be both. Could be either one. Who knows? But T-90-Bit is probably one of the funniest songs in the 1970s that I can think of. Um, That's on the second side of the album. The second side of the album is really just a lot of Earth, Wind & Fire playing around with the instruments until you get to the closing track, which of course is the title track. But side A is the one where they really just showed off that, hey, we can hit these charts. Like the album starts off with Mighty Mighty. And of all the dance songs that Earth, Wind & Fire has done, I don't think anyone puts me in a better mood and a better groove to two-step than Mighty Mighty. It's only three minutes long, but you get a packed three minutes in there. And it's still a message in there. We are mighty, mighty people of the sun. In our heart lies all the answers to the truth you can't run from. Like, think about that. In 1974, you on the dance floor, you know, doing whatever it is you're doing in 1974, doing the jerk and whatever... And maybe you still maybe you still doing the funky chicken. I don't know. Shout out Billy White Shoes Johnson. <laughs> but I mean, I guess you can listen to the lyrics and thinking about, you know, talking about keeping your head to the sky and you know we're mighty people of the sun. But that groove, it is an undefeated groove in the Earth, Wind, and Fire catalog. Make no mistake about it. There's also devotion. There's no dancing to that one, but it's kind of like a continuation of head to the sky. That you need to be devoted to something greater than yourself. And for that to hit the charts, of course, it would be better known as one of the better live songs Earth, Wind & Fire has ever done. Of course, it was on their live album in 1976. So Devotion, of course, was a single from there. And my favorite Maurice White helmed song of all time by Earth, Wind & Fire, Kalimba Story. Kalimba, of course, is an African instrument that is a thumb piano. I believe that's how it's been described. And he saw it in a store one day and he wanted it. 
he got it, and he was so glad to have this, you know, this instrument in his life. Kalimba, Kalimba, play me a tune. Kalimba, ooh, Kalimba, I'm glad I found you. And that was co-written by his younger brother, Verdine White. Verdine shared a lot of hidden, not hidden, but co-writing credits on Earth, Wind & Fire. And this guy was like 22, 23 years old at the time. Him and Phil were the young bucks in Earth, Wind & Fire. So was Larry Dunn, who, of course, is their, was their piano and keyboard guy in those early days. Like These guys were 19, 20 years old playing with world-class instruments and world-class musicians and being led by a guy who, of course, become one of the greatest band leaders of all time, Maurice White. And the other two songs on side one are a lot of that, you know, introspection, that depth, that thinking about more than, you know, what's on the surface. Like Fair But So Uncool is pretty much, okay, you do what you want to do, but the life that you need to lead is opposite of the one that you are actually leading. You know, it's fair, but it's uncool, and therefore you're not going to live that life because you want to be cool. Obviously, this is 1974, and cool is everything. So, Feeling Blue also is, what do you do when it's just you? That you have to deal with all your demons, all your problems, all your vices, this situation, that situation. It's a perfect song to just really sit back and relate to. those, And those two are back-to-back -back on the album. Like, you skip around Mighty Mighty Devotion and close outside A with Kalimba's story, but in the meantime, in between time, you get Fair But Song Cool and Feeling Blue. And then... Side B, of course, you have Drum Song and Caribou, who, which are great instrumental tracks. Drum Song is something that I feel like you would listen to maybe, I want to say, maybe 10, 10, 12 years later, if people were still doing instrumental tracks. Instrumental tracks have been long history by the time, you know, the 80s came around. They were almost history by the turn of the, by the end of the 1970s. Because you still had to sing something. Or back or by 1979, you were rapping something. You know, shout out to Sugar Hill Gang and Rappers Delight. But it was cool to have instrumental tracks on your albums back then because it showed that, once again, as I've said throughout the entirety of this series, you can't half-ass music. You have to play it and really feel it. And if feeling it calls for a jam session, go for it. You have to go for it. And a lot of these bands would just flex for like 8 bars, 16 bars, 32 bars. I'll never forget on now on the disco on some, Nile Rogers said that music critics would tell him that most bands have a middle 8 and the Freak has a middle 32 as like, you know, a, a breakdown. And now said we were just players, man. We just wanted to play. We just wanted to jam. So when you get into a studio, it's, always, it's cool to have a song lyric in mind. It's cool to have a message in mind, but sometimes you just want to play. And that's what a lot of these bands and artists did back in the day that were self-contained. Like, you, it was nothing for them to just say, okay, we're just going to play the music. We don't need to put a song lyric to it. We don't need to have a rhyme or a reason. We just going to thump. We just going to play. And Caribou, I think, that's the dedication to the, uh, the studio they recorded in. Because if you think about it, in Colorado, and, and it's, it's so interesting that black people in Colorado, it's kind of like this hidden utopia for us because I've talked to a lot of black people who've like visited Denver and Boulder and the Rocky Mountains and all of this place in Colorado Springs. And they're like, yo, Colorado is it. And to find out that Earth, Wind & Fire had recorded two of their better albums there, you know, just 
as a as a place to vibe and you know relax. In fact, they're the cover of Open Our Eyes. If you have you know visual capabilities, when you see this um, podcast, you'll see that the Open Our Eyes cover is the band just standing in front of the Colorado Mountains. I don't know if it's the Rocky Mountains per se, but it's just this great shot of them in African garb, arms folded, looking real serious, and it's just space behind. Just like terrain, land, and sometimes we joke about people need to touch grass. People definitely touched grass in the 1970s, literally and figuratively, <laughs> okay? So being able to just go to a place like Nederland, Colorado, and Caribou Ranch Studios where you could just vibe, relax, you know, and get in the zone to really do your music, great results will come. And great results definitely came with Open Our Eyes. Now, that is the closing track, and I believe that I don't know if Larry Dunn ever played in the church, but that piano work of his is phenomenal. Simply phenomenal. And Maurice White is saying, Father, please open our eyes so that we can see everything that's going on. And again, music always has a way of either foreshadowing the times or putting you in the mode of the times in which it was recorded. This is 1974. This is the just about the end of Watergate. Vietnam War. Just about over. Gas crisis. You know, black people still struggling for the right to be seen and heard and not be killed. Women were struggling for the right to not have to live under a man when they didn't want to. 1974 is an interesting year, and this probably won't be the last time I do an album from 1974. A little foreshadowing. But Open Our Eyes is definitely a song in the Earth, Wind & Fire catalog that needs a little higher ranking. The entire album needs a higher ranking, quite frankly. People get caught up in a lot of artists and bands when they pop. And this isn't me trying to be a musical hipster. Don't get me wrong. I believe every music, every every mode of music, every genre, every artist, no matter how popular they become, should, have, should be heard. You know, it's not like you can just keep the music to yourself because they wouldn't want you to keep the music to yourself. That's just not how it works. Music is meant to be shared. Music is meant to be played. It's meant to be vibed to. It's meant to have a feeling. It's meant to give you emotions. It's meant to make you think, make you laugh, make you cry, make you want to do adult things. Music is everything. That's why this series exists. Music is everything. So, again, I don't feel like this album gets enough credit because people get caught up in that's the way of the world because, you know, Shining Star put them on the map pop-wise then, of course, they just went on to run the 70s for the most part with Spirit, All in All, I Am, three great albums. But I feel like Open Our Eyes is really the one that set them on that path. Like They, they got in that studio in August of 1973 in the middle of nowhere in Colorado and found their magic. Like you, could, like you could argue that they found their magic on Head to the Sky, but it was all on display on Open Our Eyes. Like It just literally all came together. And the, the Billboard chart showed it. It went to number one on R&B charts. It was top 15 pop. So it's not like it's a slept on album. It's not like it was an album that people forgot over time, that forgot back then. And then just over time, it was like, oh, wow, Open Our Eyes was a great album. No, Open Our Eyes did well in 1974. Absolutely did well in 1974. But when everything that comes after it, that's the thing. A lot of our artists have these great albums that people forget about because the pop sensibility and this overall critical and commercial success of the albums that follow it do it a disservice. Like Open Our Eyes is a great album. It makes you, again, it makes you think, it makes you laugh, it makes you dance. And then 
they go on this run. It's that's the way of the world. The live album, spirit, all in all, I am. Hey man, hey, success can be a, success can be a double edged sword. Sometimes you can be good, you can be great, and then people can forget about the stuff that you did before you were considered good or great. And Open Our Eyes is a great album. I absolutely enjoy listening to it. It's one it's one of those albums that you pull out every once in a while when you just want to remember how wow how good Earth Wind and Fire actually was. And of course they're one of the greatest bands of all time. I feel like there are two bands better. Those two bands will definitely appear in the Black Music Month 30 series. But Earth Wind and Fire's place in the culture of black music and music overall can't be understated. They they gave you everything. They gave you spiritual stuff. They gave you love songs. They gave you dance floor boogie. They gave you everything. They had great musicianship, great live shows, great songwriting. They were everything. And I hope Maurice White is pleased with the job that he did. Of course, he passed away after a long battle with Parkinson's in 2016. The more I think about it, Maurice White's passing started the hellish year that was 2016. So many greats checked out in 2016. It was like they saw the writing on the wall with Trump coming in. They were like, okay, that's enough of this bullshit. Let's move on to the next plane. <laughs> that's enough. We're, we're good here. We've done, we, we've done what we're supposed to do. Hopefully the next generation can figure this shit out. We're done. Peace. <laughs> but just overall, if you're in the mood to listen to an Earth, Wind & Fire album that will take you somewhere, bring you back down to Earth, and then take you somewhere again, Open Our Eyes is definitely a good place to start. If Yes, this, this is the album that I would tell you to start with if you're not an Earth, Wind & Fire person and you're trying to get into Earth, Wind & Fire. Don't start with the ones that hit the top of the charts. Don't start with the ones that put them on American Bandstand, Soul Train, and all of that shit. Start with Open Our Eyes. Please start with Open Our Eyes. You'll be glad that you did. Your eyes will probably be open. That's going to do it for today's episode of the CPT Show Black Music Month 30 series. Greatly appreciate y'all for listening. Tomorrow is Monday. We'll have another great album for you. Tuesday is June 7th. So I told y'all I wasn't going to give away too much, but you know whose birthday is June 7th. So you know we're going to be talking about an album from that gentleman that was born on June 7th. God rest his soul. Which album? You'll have to wait and see. Be sure to subscribe to us on Spotify. Chris Pods and Thangs. C-H-R-I-S space P-O-D space the letter N space T-H-A-N-G-S. All one word. Anchor.fm forward slash Chris Pods and Thangs. Once again, find me on Twitter. C-J writes and Thangs. That's C-J-W-R-I-T-E-S the letter N T-H-A-N-G-S. Shoot me an email if you have any questions, comments, concerns, suggestions, or feedback. Chris Stevens writes, C-H-R-I-S-S-T-E-V-E-N-S-W-R-I-T-E-S at gmail.com. Thank y'all for listening so far to this series. Greatly appreciate your time. Five albums down, 25 to go. Let's see what we got. See y'all tomorrow. Thank you.